This is the talk of Music City Real Estate. Welcome back to another episode of the Talk of Music City Real Estate. Where we educate and motivate all things real estate. My name is Monty Moore with Realty One Group Music City. Hey, and I'm Carrie Ann with CMG Financial and My Mortgage Team. Every week we'll be posting a new episode chock full of Nashville real estate value. Yes, and you can follow along and subscribe at talkmusiccity.com. Got a question for us? Ask away at questions at talkmusiccity.com. Monty. Carrie Ann. Man, I'm excited about today. I'll tell you what. Hey, look, <laughs> you know? there's another blonde in the house. Another blonde in the house. We're taking over. I love Chris, it. Chrissy Amundsen, thanks for flying all the way in from Las Vegas to be here with us today. Yeah, I wouldn't miss it. That's awesome. And, and also today we have one of my favorite thinkers mm-hmm. on the planet. Out of the box okay? thinkers, yeah. we, we live in a world where it seems like thinking maybe has been put on the back shelf or something. You know, and Rob Hahn... We're grateful that you're with us today. I don't know of anybody who's a, a, a deeper thinker and, and um, uh, you covers such really important conversations and topics within the real estate community. I, I thank you for all your work, sir. Oh, Monty, thank you so much. That's very, very kind. And uh, just, I, I know people probably can't see us because this is a voice podcast, but I am not a blonde. I that clear, <laughs> but I am sort of jealous. <laughs> there you go. It's such a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So I, I've been a fan ever since you spoke for the Realty One uh, Group Broker Owner meeting about three years ago, I believe, in California. Uh, Rob, we have a conviction that before people believe the message they have to believe the messenger can you share a little bit about uh you and uh, your background that uh, qualifies you to have a a conversation about the topic of real estate and where we're heading because i again i want to say one more time from my perspective of almost 40 years in the industry i don't know of anybody who has i think as clear a thought of the future of our business and no nobody knows what tomorrow is going to bring let alone in the real estate industry but i want to say from my perspective that you are someone I will always follow because I think you're always looking at all the dynamics of what's happening and you're not necessarily always going with the flow of what might be popular. And I, again, thank you so much. Uh, I, I have a really bizarre background in history, but I'll try and keep it to the Reader's Digest version. Uh, I basically went to law school, uh, decided didn't want to be a lawyer, become a magazine editor. From there, I became a founder of a dot-com one startup. And then uh, was a victim of 9-11 attacks, but a company got destroyed. So I went into real estate industry. And from there, uh, I just realized this is such a great industry. And, you know, from a, coming from more of a tech background, I thought it was amazing. But that legal background comes in handy for a lot of the stuff that I've done over the years. Mm-hmm. 2009 is when I went out. So before that, so my introduction to residential real estate was with Realogy. I guess now they're called Anywhere. Mm-hmm. They were called Sendent when I was working with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went out on my own doing consulting work in 2009. So I've been working in the industry as a consultant since, since uh, geez, 14 years. Wow. Um, okay. 13 years because I became an entrepreneur once again very recently, which I think we're going to talk about. <laughs> but uh, most of my about, work yeah. is, yeah, most of my work was with realtor associations, uh, large MLSs. Uh, national tech companies, startups, national chains, brokerages. You know, I've pretty much worked with, you know, just about everyone we can think of, name, and I've been following the industry ever since. The thinker piece, I really do appreciate it. But, you know, I've been a blogger. I've been sort of a writer for my entire life. And when I got into the industry, I just felt like, what's the point in just sort of, you know, 
towing the party line, if you will. And I got very lucky. You know, the name of my blog, as you know, is Notorious ROB. <laughs> and it's become notorious. And I just felt like, look, I'm just going to call it like I see it. And I think I've been very lucky in being one of the very few people who can do that because my clients hire me despite knowing what my opinions <laughs> you know, are on some things. So uh, that was, again, from the consulting side. Now I'm in this, an entrepreneur back again. And I feel like uh, there's really no point in in gaslighting people. There's no point in sort of not talking about things as we really see it, you know. Um, and that's kind of where we're at. And I think as we get into conversation today, it, hopefully that'll come through. That I'm I'm really just about like I could be wrong, but I'm never gonna tell you something that just ain't so. You know, I'd rather be wrong than make make stuff up. You know, just because it's comfortable lies, you know, that's that doesn't help anybody. Because it's popular. And I love that about you, Rob. I really do. And you and you do always qualify, this is my opinion. I may be wrong. But what what I have noticed as I've again I've been following you for about three years now is that it seems like most things you hit pretty accurately. You know, and and so. the the this whole lawsuit um coming down the pike or or now is a class action lawsuit is certainly something we all need to be paying attention to. And that's where I, I feel like I had a leg up on, you know, the information that agents were getting from Inman or Reology or wherever, not Reology, but you know, what I'm, um, anyhow, yeah. the point is, um, but I, I feel like I had a leg up on what was really happening because I was following your, your post because they, again, they weren't in the flow, but anyways, uh, for all those who are listening, uh, I do encourage you to tune in here right now, especially because you're going to hear about a new platform that uh, it's circumvents. It's not part of the uh, future lawsuit and the changes that are needed to be, to be made. And we all have this habit of dialing into, you know, this most popular radio station, WIIFM, what's in it for me? Well, this is something in it for you <laughs> that uh, could, uh, you know, help you avoid challenges in the future and be ready to pivot. Carrie Ann is, is, you know, honestly the one who taught me that word pivot because, mm -hmm. you know, she's in the mortgage industry. She's had to pivot like crazy mm -hmm. over the years. Yeah. And I feel like as real estate agents and professionals, rather, not just agents, we try to differentiate between the two, that uh, realtors need to always be paying attention so that we can pivot as well. Well, we learned from previous businesses that if you're not thinking constantly two steps ahead, you know, and right. kind of moving in the direction of where possibly the industry is going to go. We don't know yet if that's where it is going to go, but it's great to already be prepared um, and already be, you know, on the forefront of what, what is to come. And, and I love all things that I was able to learn from Rob uh, the other day um, on our meeting. Um, and I've actually just been texting and uh, kind of doing my homework on the backside too, because I think it's really important when you combine the two most uh, a vendor that's the most needed usually we solve the biggest problem when it comes to real estate you know the money piece mm -hmm. not everybody has cash um, and and we want to grant and I think your platform opens up more opportunity you know and uh, covers all fair housing which I think was a huge win when I learned so I'm excited to talk more about it for sure yeah awesome so let's uh, can you do the uh, 3,000 foot view Rob we all, you know, as you know, we have Chrissy in the house and she has probably brought to you some of the best questions, I think. Mm -hmm. She's made a few bullet for points sure. for us that you're probably going to want to get a list of, you know, but. Um, yeah, I do. Uh, Chrissy's a superstar. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, the next one. All right. So let me give you the elevator pitch. What we have built, we built a a company, a website, you know, or really a, a utility called Decenter Property Exchange. 
and we call it DPX for short. Uh, and decenter spelled the British way with an R-E because it was kind of a pun. It's decent R-E, right? And I was, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. All oh, about that. So decent I didn't catch real that part, estate. Decent. I get it now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now um, it's all coming together. <laughs> that's right. So what we're doing is we've created an auction-based multiple listing service. And it's important that it be both. It's transparent online auction. So think eBay. You know, think uh, bring a trailer. Things that we're all used to. And I've always thought, literally from the beginning when I first got into residential real estate, that open, transparent auctions are actually the best and ideal way to buy and sell houses. On the buy side, it's very obvious because you have the full transparency. You know kind of who you're up against. You know what you have to do to, to actually buy the home of your dreams. On the seller side, the transparency actually helps as well because it turns out you're going to get market price. You're never going to leave any money on the table. And if your perception of what your house is actually worth is out of sync with the market, don't blame your agent. It's not about the CMA. Mm -hmm. Put it onto the marketplace and the the market will tell you what your house is worth right now, mm -hmm. You know, given whatever conditions, given the macro conditions, given all of that. So I think it ends up being something that's beneficial for the consumers for sure. For the professionals, the MLS piece I think was important because it's very, very hard to do some of these auction related stuff within the on top of existing MLS rails. And since I'm an expert in the MLS space, that's been my clients for over 13 years, you know, I felt like the only way to do this is by sort of launching our own MLS that doesn't have a lot of the restrictions and, and rules. And not governed by higher powers. And not governed right. by higher and powers. The, we are. And I think it's all about sort of transparency and being fair to everybody. The lawsuit piece became really important because as I was thinking about this idea around how do I want to do this, right? What I realized is, I, because I knew, like you mentioned, Monty, I've been following the lawsuits from the day they were filed. I thought that by shifting away from the cooperation compensation model where the seller pays the listing agent and the listing agent shares it, as an auction platform, we charge a buyer premium. And the buyer premium is set equal, equal basically to the commission and then we will pay the agents. What that means for the seller is that they do not pay a commission if they're doing the transaction on our platform, right? on our MLS. If you do it through the normal MLS, so you're in Nashville, so if you do it through RealTracks, hey, you, you got to comply with the rules of RealTracks that have nothing to do with us. If you do it through our platform, everyone involved has to waive all commissions, and then we will make sure the agents are compensated. And I think with respect to all the changes and all the threats, all the things that are happening with the lawsuits, my, my view is this is a, an interesting, dare I say, clever way to make sure that we can protect compensation for the professionals who work their asses off, let's be honest, you know, and deserve to get compensated. And I think it's a way to really protect that while bringing sort of the benefits of transparency and, you know, sort of open market to the consumers. I That's love it. That's my elevator pitch. I know there are many, many <laughs> questions. I know there's a lot to go into. Yeah, uh, and, and that's and that so. was a great uh, overview. Uh, really, truly is, and I'm excited about it. You know, after 40 years in the business and this dramatic change that might be coming down the pike here, and who knows when it could be tomorrow? It could be you know five years from now. Who knows for sure? But I think it's going to be sooner than later uh, to have a, a, a fallback position like this, or or one that we can kind of get in sync with now in case we do need it sooner than later, I think would be a wise thing to do. And I love the idea of the transparency because how many times has a buyer 
seen the listing pop up as sold and closed and then said, well, hell, if I'd known it was going to only go for 2000 more than what I, what I offered, I would have paid that in a heartbeat. And I, and I think with that in mind that a lot of times, I could be wrong, but I think a lot of times a seller would actually get more for the house because when we get to that point where as a consumer that we're emotionally connected to the outcome of that experience, we have to, we, we reduce it to the ridiculous, which in this case is going to be, you know, do you really want that refrigerator, sweetheart? I mean, do you really want, I mean, you know, you, you stop, you stop, you know, dicking around over the small things. Well, it's only a thousand dollars more and we can have this house. I mean, that, that's, I think going to be the mindset. We still have those inherent challenges with that as far as home has to appraise and those kind of things. But I love the transparency part of it. And a huge part of my motivation for doing this, I, I very distinctly remember, again, I'm a consultant, so I was speaking to brokers and agents and MLS execs all through 21, all through 2020. And like in 2020, I think I was speaking to one agent who mentioned that she had written 37 offers wow. for one of her buyer clients. 37. Mm-hmm. And, and like just a heartbreak. You know, like forget the money, like leave the money aside for a second. This family, you know, they had like two kids. They wanted to move to Raleigh and, you know, they fall in love with the house. They're like, okay, what's the list price? Okay, it's listed for $380. let us go 10000 over asking. Didn't get it. Okay, like heartbreak. Next house, we fall in love with the next house. Okay, you know what? Let's go 30000 over asking. Didn't get it. Why didn't we get it? No answer. They don't know. Right. You know, it's, I mean, it's just that aspect of what said, you know what? Transparency would have really, really helped. It's you such know, a just win-win. Reduce all the pain. Yeah, the heartache, the pain. Like, and this is a thing I think a lot of consumers don't quite understand. Almost every buyer agent I know who's worth a damn. And thanks again, for qualifying we do that. The fact that correct that, that there are some people in our industry who frankly should not be helping anybody buy or sell Amen. the most important thing in their lives. Amen. But every great buyer agent I know, they genuinely care about their clients. That's right. They genuinely want to see their clients happy, and it hurts them when they see this, the you know, sort of the 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 awful sort of transaction that how things have to be done. My take is: look, the technology exists now. The traditional model, the offer and acceptance via the MLS, like that was actually the best, most transparent way of doing things for the technology that existed back in 1930. Correct. <laughs> you know that that was actually. I've heard the we've best ch- updated that. <laughs> Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, look, we have the internet. We like these things are are real. Why don't we take advantage and sort of advance that? And that's really what I'm trying to do. Yeah. No, I I I do love it because there's been when you think about all the extra. I mean, there were times where we'd get you know 50, 60 offers on a house, and it's a lot of extra emotion and challenges for everybody involved, not just the yep. the agent carrying the buyer around and having to deliver that heartbreaking news. Then you had other things happening where people were putting in offers on more than one house and those kind of games mm-hmm. going on. And, and I got it, but it, it was very frustrating when you find out that that person, because you, you were always buying the, the uh, you know, messenger before you know, we ever look at the offer. We're buying the professionalism of that agent. And, and, then, and then their trust, you know, they're, they're getting us to trust them and only to find out that, hey, they just put out three offers, you know, because their client's only here for the weekend. I mean, there were so many dynamics there in that environment that this kind of thing, if we were following this kind of around, it, wouldn't have, it just wouldn't have happened. 
So I think a lot of people are going to start to ask the question because I would. And I think uh, Christine, I gave you like 7,000 questions the (laughs) first uh, go around the other day. Um, You know, so again, we're working through real tracks because we are here in Middle Tennessee. Right. And so you're an overlay to that or a complement to. Right. It's not one or the other. It's just a complement to. That's right. Right. And so at that point, I can decide to list on this platform for the same price or I can come less because it is in quotations more of an auction and I'm trying to gain more traction or does it have to be similar? Uh, so the way that I, th- I the way to think about this is we're two separate MLSs. So you all and this is our expectation like agents you belong to real tracks you have to comply with the rules and policies and regulations of real tracks. We have nothing to do with that. We have nothing to say about that other than please comply. Like don't sure. break those rules. On our system we have far fewer rules. In fact we have I think our rule book is like 10 pages long <laughs> versus 160 something like that. So you could do whatever you like. We're not in the business of telling brokers and agents how to run their business. We do have some advice. So the thought is you're listed in real tracks for whatever you want to list it for, right? But I do think it's probably smart to set the list price at the minimum bid price, which is where you want to generate as much interest as possible, right? In our system, we have the notion of a reserve price. So let's say you do a CMA for a seller and you think, okay, look, based on all the comps, this house is probably worth 500000 Okay. Cool. Set the reserve price at five hundred in our system. List it for $250,000, because you know what? that's going to generate a ton of interest. That's so low. Right? That's what, they're, that's right? what the un- agents are going to say. Go ahead. Right. But here's the thing. Whether it's in the traditional system or in our system, that house is never going to sell for three hundred. Because you're going to get offers, you know, from buyers who are like, "Wow, this is a great house for that money." Let's put in offers. So it's never going to go for that anyway. So what's the harm? If it doesn't reach reserve in our system, you do not have to sell, and we just let the buyer know, "Hey, this this bit this house has hit reserve or it hasn't." So the buyer's not under any delusions. Hey, I'm definitely going to get this house for three fifty. No, you ain't because reserve has not been met. Right. And it actually it's tells them that when they're reserve. It actually tells them That's that right. when they're putting the offer in. Right. That's so right. it has and to again, hit reserve. This is, it has to hit reserve in order for the seller to be required to sell. I see. Okay. Now, the seller may choose to take the top bid if reserve has not been hit because that is going back to the sort of market price. This is the market telling you you could say your house is worth five hundred. I'm sorry, the top bid is four eighty. And then it's up to the seller and the listing agent. It's your host. It's it's your home. It's your money. You decide whether you want to take that 480 offer or not. You don't have to. You could just say, yeah, you know what? Let's go off the market, do some further renovations, maybe, you know, repaint the house and let's relist it. We don't have a problem with anything like that. We're we're just not in the business telling people how how they should run their business. So that's nice. So you have the option to not even stress about it. if it doesn't hit reserve, you can just back away mm-hmm. and or you that's can right. take the highest bid. That's good. So, That's right. so your low bid or your low start number is just a trigger, right? Just to kind of ignite. It's a, it's a marketing price is how yeah. we like to yeah. look at it because we teach our agents to come in a little bit lower, give it you know some runway, and and build the price up rather than let it sit and have to come down. Have multiple people interested in it. We we've been doing the, a similar a similar type approach 
for years, but not with the transparency that, that mm-hmm. you're bringing to the right. party. So question though, Monty, just, right. just for education purposes. So on a regular real tracks, if you did that, and let's say in your expectation, it should go for, you know, the 500, right? But you mm-hmm. only got them to get up to, you know, 450. I'm using that as an example on, mm-hmm. on the list scenario. Are you forced through real tracks to sell at that price? No, you're not. You're not. Okay. So that's good to know too. Very good. So again, there's no, there's no uh, compensation or commission rolled into currently that 500 reserve. So the way our system works is we charge, we shift the commission basically from the seller to the buyer, right? Which in fact is more transparent because guess what? The buyer is the only one bringing any money to the table. So the buyer is the one who's actually paying the commission today anyway, because the seller is going to take that commission into account as they're doing the net sheet. And we all know agents, you sit down with the seller with the net sheet and say, okay, here's what your net's going to be. So all we're doing is shifting it. Uh, so what we'll do is we'll take the winning bid dollar amount and then we'll add the buyer premium and the contract price will be at that sort of bid amount plus buyer premium. That still has to appraise just like today. When you think about it, though, if I'm selling a house today and I think it's worth 500, my net's going to be, let's say, 475, something like that. It still has to appraise for 500. So in our system, I think the way it will work is people will bid 475 and they get up to 500. Right? I agree. And all of that is conversation. I think listing agents and buyer agents, the professionals could really help their clients understand. It does take a bit of education, no doubt about it. Do I think this is going to be hey, the minute we launch in Nashville, 80% of people are going to go to the... I, I don't. <laughs> I think it's going to be a small minority that are sort of advanced and forward thinking. Hey, let's give it a shot. Oh, I get it. Okay, I see how that works. Mm-hmm. I think that's how it's going to be. But when you what, what we're really trying to do is just make things more transparent. Otherwise, everything is the same. And as we talked about in our first meeting, Carrie Ann, uh, at least Fannie and Freddie are saying, look, you can you can capitalize the buyer premium. So it isn't as the buyers to come out of pocket with that amount. And they recognize it's just shifting the commission. As long as the buyer premium in an auction is reasonable, and again, when we set it equal to the commission rate, I think it's reasonable. Um, typical real estate auction sites charge 10 to 12% buyer premium. We're going out the gate with 5% because that's sort of the prevailing commission rate across the country. Uh, you can finance it, right? You just roll it into the price of the home. <clears throat> the exception to that, as you pointed out, is I don't know if VA allows that or not. And I think that's something I'm investigating. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think they I'd will. I'd love your take yeah. on mm-hmm. it. But it does, it does yeah. yeah, I don't think they and will. And we're double checking all of that. So we'll we'll circle back with the, the updates on it. Because remember, I think where people might be getting confused too is you cannot finance commission in to the that's price right. currently as it stands mm-hmm. uh, because if that that's was the right. case we would do that all day every day mm-hmm. um, and so we're double checking you know that from a Fannie Freddie um, also from a you know a government um, you know s- standpoint there um, so we're all on the same page Chrissy I know you have a I list know of, for a fact yeah. that buyer premiums can be fine as like Fannie actually has guidance around that so that's how we're sort of helping get around it again it is a clever sort of solution because we're an auction platform, we can charge a buyer premium. And when the buyer then has paid the buyer premium to us, now that is our money and what we choose to do with it is nobody's business. And what we choose to do with it are to compensate the two professionals who helped, you know, help that transaction sail through. So we're able to guarantee compensation to the agents 
without worried, worrying about some of the commission-related lawsuits, without worrying about a lot of these types of issues. Yeah, it's definitely an out-of-the-box idea, and I think that's why it, it could work, and it's why it takes someone mm-hmm. with like a varied background to come up with that. We're mm-hmm. so used to what we've been doing, and, and it's hard to think out-of-the-box. So if the logistics of this work from an agent training standpoint it's just how are those mm-hmm. conversations now held with our clients what do you know when that's we right. talk about pricing we talk about writing the offer it's just a, a different script well that's why i think we need to sit right. down and actually have a you know a training on yeah. that process absolutely so so for those that are new to it so this is how what i see happening anyhow and, and correct me where i'm wrong because i'm no i'm not i don't have the whole picture yet probably but um so you put your listing in mls at that point, you can, is this what you see happening, Rob, is direct somewhere in the realtor comments, direct it to this uh, auction site that if you want this, this is how this home is going to be sold. I mean, back in the day when we went through the Great Depression, there were bank-owned properties that were dictating you had to go here. You started with MLS, and then you had to go here in order to put an offer on that property. It was maybe their right. their platform or whatever. Is that what you're seeing happening? That's kind of what I'm seeing happening, but it's an extension of the general rule that the listing agent controls the offer process, right? Correct. So in the private remarks in the MLS, you'll say, look, all offers due Thursday by 5 p.m. and then best and final due Monday, right? And then mm-hmm. if I'm a buyer agent, I want to make an offer on that house, I have to comply with the listing agent's request. Mm-hmm. Right. Otherwise, the chances are the listing agent's not, not even looking at that offer, right? right? You have to exactly. use these these forms, so it's to me, it's very, very similar. All we're saying is the listing agent would say, listen, if you want to make an offer on this property, we're doing it through DCenter. It's an open auction. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Mm-hmm. The important thing there is there's no application process. There's no fee. There's no monthly charge. It's Our site is literally free to use. And you guys have signed up for the website. So, you know, it's not like your typical MLS with a three-month application <laughs> process and filling out forms and, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, application fees. There's none of that. It's free. It's just come in, sign up, register for free, use it. I think it's a lot easier than writing up an offer, right? The bidding process where you just go and put in a number, click some buttons, and there you go. And then you will just work with your buyer client to make sure, hey, do you still want to, hey, you just got outbid. Do you want to go up? It's going to be another $5,000. Or we can accept this term that the seller has valued at $5,000. You know, like that sort of thing. We're, we're not doing anything to disintermediate the agent. We think the agent serves in a very, very important role. And like I mentioned, we're not a consumer website. We're a multiple listing service. We're a platform for brokers and agents to service their consumers and bring transparency to their lives. Yeah, I love that part that you're working with the agents that that's how it all comes together. You're not trying to search right. them. The agent's necessary because no, they're no. facilitating putting this into the system, having that conversation about the value of those things, which is one of my favorite parts because there's a value to a closing time frame or leaving the refrigerator. That's one of my favorite <laughs> you know, parts too. It's it a cash deal. Then the, right. the, the seller is looking at it with this much value. If it's a you know, let me stay for 30 days. This is the value. And I mean, there's just, I love that breakdown because we as brokers and, and agents out there, we know that there's advantages, but we've never put a dollar amount to that advantage. And it's hard to get the consumer sometimes to translate what we might feel that that, 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 that as is a contract or that, you know, it's a seven day uh, stay over after closing uh, or, or whatever, you know, what it really, how, how do we break that down in value? I, I love that part. 
So the flip side, I think is that's going to come about. I just think that this is just mm-hmm. what's going to be. Um, is for years and years and years, we've been talking about, hey, buy a home because you buy or don't pay the commission, <clears throat> right? That's, that's been one of our problems right. about this lawsuit. Yeah, but they don't care about the lawsuit. That's your issue. That's not mm-hmm. the buyer's mm-hmm. issue, right? Meaning well, we can't that, say that anymore, though. What? We can't say that the seller pays the commission. We can't say that it, this is a free service. Sure, but I'm just trying to say um, that the buyers don't, they don't, that's that's a real estate issue, right? Like, on right. The, you know what I'm saying? I'm speaking right. on behalf of the buyer. So yeah. the buyer is now yeah, saying, I, yeah. hey, I've never had to pay anything. Now you want me to pay, and you want me to pay 5%, right? Type of thing. Mm-hmm. So just mm-hmm. kind of talking through that, right? Because this is a podcast, and that's what we do, talk mm-hmm. through yeah. all things. Yeah. And so- the, the script, like you're talking about, Chrissy, is we have to completely 180 degrees say what we have been saying. At the end of the day, two plus two still equals four, right? It's still equaling the same number. But the perception is that you're making me pay more for house A, right? Just because now you're taking my so-called price and or reserve price that the seller wants to net and then adding another 5%. What is the kind of script around or what you think? Because I think you've been probably already talking and thinking through that on how to train and coach the agents on and I, or I buyers think the on. answer is yeah i think the answer is a buyer agent and having that conversation with a buyer should just bring a net sheet with them right because as a consumer you don't know what a net sheet is but once you see it you realize oh the seller is definitely taking the commission into account and i'm the only one bringing any money to the table so guess what i'm paying it through the higher price to home it ends up being the exact same, right? The flip side of it, so I think the conversation, listen, buyer, you're not paying any more than you are today. Correct. What you're getting for doing it through DPX is the transparency. And the certainty right? of the whether you that, really want this house. The certainty. Yeah. That's right. So it, in, in our system, in an open auction, you, you will never lose a home until you walk away. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important. It's like, oh my God, now the price is up to 525. Hey, honey, do we, how much do we love this house? <laughs> I know the kids love the backyard. We love the, the neighborhood, but it's a 525. Oh, we really love, it. okay, 530. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, oh, we just got outbid again. Now, now we have to go up to 540 if we want this house. You know what? That's too much. We're done. That's not heartbreak in the same way that we've dealt with over the last few years, right? That's it's a choice. It, it got too expensive, but hey, that's what the market says. And, and we are now going to walk away and you know look at it, our second choice or third choice. I think that's the way we'd have to explain it. Now, here's the thing, Connie. I'm 100% agree with you. Like, I can't carry on. I, I think it's going to take some time. I think a lot of buyers will just resist. Like, wait a minute. What? No, I'm, I'm not doing that. That's fine. It, it's it, it really is. We don't. Just like, I, I liken this a lot to the first time I used Uber, right? Uh, I still remember it was in San Francisco, it's raining. And before I'd used it, I was like, so let me get this straight. What you want me to do is call a stranger on the internet and get into his car <laughs> in a city that I don't know. Yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> Until I used it. And I said, okay, no, this makes all the sense in the world, mm-hmm. right? I think that's how it's going to be. I think it's going to take some of the early adopters to try and realize, wow, yeah, this is transparent. No, I didn't pay any more for this house than I would have otherwise. And maybe it takes something like you see it in a bid on DPX. 
and you go, hey, you know what? I, I'm going to be clever. I'm going to make the same offer through real tracks, the traditional way, only to have the seller reject it because guess what? If I have to pay commission on this 500000 it's only worth 475 to me. The bid on DPX for 500000 that's worth 500000 to me. Right. You know, it, it might take something like that for buyers and buyer agents for it to click. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're not charging anyone anything extra. We're just shifting the commission from the seller to the buyer. Yeah, and Rob, it's like you said, it's not it's not going to be for all agents up front because there is a certain skill set to have this nuanced conversation around this. I mean, that's how innovation always is, right? It takes a certain level of, of education and training and time. I, <laughs> and I think, time. I'm, I'm sure you thought through this, but I, I'm trusting that there'll be examples, maybe a couple of video examples and actually it won't be live because it'll be recorded, but where they can actually watch the price go up and the people involved or I mean is how transparent can you be yeah. as far as really showing people I think personally if if I knew all homes were available like that it would empower me as a buyer I mean I would feel I'd feel more certain that I wasn't overpaying because yeah. that's the biggest fear of the buyer is am I overpaying for this house well based on what I'm seeing here apparently I'm not because there's all these other people that are willing to pay that much as well or close to it that's right and not only that, but you're not overpaying because the next bid up, if you want to win that house, like it's really laid out. It's too bad there's a podcast I can't show you, <laughs> kind of the demo, which I showed you guys. Yeah. Like if you go on the website, there's literally, you can pre compare, like here's the previous bid, the winning bid right now, and how they got to be that winning bid between the purchase price and all the terms and condition that they're accepting that the seller has said is worth whatever dollar amount to them. So you can sort of construct your bid to beat that bid. That's not overpaying. That is literally the market at work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and again, you guys have heard this story a few times. Yeah. The people on the podcast haven't. Or haven't yeah, so that's yeah. why I'm triggering the conversation. No, so no, I, I think that's up, really you know, important. Because I think is, they're going to ask those questions yeah. behind. You oh, know? absolutely. Because the more education we provide, I think the, the better this is going to roll and, and continue to roll, you know, um, out there. And like you said, I mean, times just change. I mean, you know, to, to have to sign a CD three days prior to closing, what you talking about? Yeah. You know, and we do Not that all day, every day, you know, yeah. um, now. So that that that's a big win. So how do I see as a consumer... Um, the, the homes on your site, or are you saying that listing agent A says, you love my home, the bidding will be on site A? Is that how that's going to roll? That's right. Yeah. I mean, so we do have a website, thecenterpx.com. Uh, and again, that's with RE. And we don't, so you know how MLSs don't even allow consumers in? We don't have that. Like, we don't distinguish what we do is if you want to represent somebody else, you have to be a licensed agent and we will check your license, right? But you can come in as a consumer and just view everything that's for sale and look at all the bids. You can look all you want. If you want to make a bid, we require that you use a buyer agent. Thank and you, thank you really for that, by the way. Protection Act. What's that? I said thank you for that, by the way. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's you don't even have to thank me because this is literally us trying to protect the consumer. Right. Because I've been in the industry for 12 years, 13 years. And I think I'm an expert in real estate. And I've always used a realtor for all of my transactions because I don't know some of these. Like I ran across something. I think it's on the site right now for out of Phoenix, appraisal waiver with a cap. And again, I've been in the industry for 13 years. I have no idea what that means. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm still trying for to For that matter, it out. let's say we move. Right. 
say move into terms and conditions. Mm-hmm. And this seller says, hey, if you can do a 30-day close, that's worth $5,000 to me. I don't know if I should say yes to that or not. Like, is that worth it? Do I want to do that? Do you know, like, so unless to me, unless you're actually a, a real estate professional or maybe, you know, you're uh, some sort of a real estate investor and you buy two, three homes a month, fine. Maybe you have the requisite knowledge and expertise. The average family, there's no. You want to talk to professional to guide you on your bidding. Mm-hmm. So that's why we do it that way. Um, so I think it's going to be a minority, but that's okay. We need early adopters and we need to make sure that their experience is delightful. What we're trying to figure out is, is this something that consumers actually want? Is this something that's better than the experience today? Is this something that agents look at and once they've experienced, once they've gone through it, oh, this is a better experience than today. Like Mani, you brought up, you had a listing, we had 60 offers. I just think about being the poor listing agent who has to put together a net sheet with 60 offers and present it to the client and explain them. Yeah, With our system, you don't have to do any of that. That's what I'm saying. This is so much easier. And now there's a little yeah. more homework, I think, on the front because you're trying, you're helping your client first of all wrap their mind about how it's going to work. Second of all, let's put a value to these benefits or, or net negatives to how you how you perceive those. Let's put a. That's going to take a little bit more time, but yep. it's taken. What's done extra on the front end is taking away all those all that extra hassle on the back end. It should be a done deal at that point then, based if everybody That's follows right. the guidelines that you guys have in, integrated. Yeah, and it, again, right. the, the gal over here that's talking about the flip side, you know, um, the flip well, side is something. Well, you usually miss positive, so I'm, I'm surprised just trying, about that. Because no, I'm just, I love, no, all, I love we need, people. We need to have the back and forth. Yeah, you really. need to because I love, yeah. I love all people. I love, I love all homes. I love all credit scenarios. <laughs> I love all things mortgage finance. That's what I do for a living. Uh-huh. So with all that to be said, I know we're just talking about Fannie and Freddie. So not every client qualifies. No. We just talked about... Um, a couple days ago on May 1st, Fannie and Freddie rolled out their fun new pricing adjustments, which there's a cost associated <laughs> with all of that, right? And so some oh, of yeah. the clients, depending upon, will will want to go left versus wanting to go right. So we'll, again, continue to navigate through. But what I love and what I'm hearing, and as I continue to um, hear you as a marketer and as somebody that is thinking creative and, and bigger, right? I see that this is a win if 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 the commission thing doesn't even roll out, let's say it does not roll out. There is still a purpose. There's still um, a need for this particular thing. Now I will say to you that the word auction in quotations means something to possibly you, Mm -hmm. possibly you, possibly Mm -hmm. me. Right. And so when I go down to the courthouse in quotations and I'm going to go bid on an auction, that means something. A cash, possibly fast close, right? Um, no wiggle room, blah, blah, blah. What you're saying to us now is there's semi a new definition of what is so-called an auction within your firm, where if the home does not appraise, they still can backpedal out of that, right? There is a true still contract associated with it versus on the auction. There's really no appraisal when it comes to you buying it in auction, you know, on the courthouse, right? So can you talk more about that? Yeah, so the important thing there is from the contract to close, we're we're not reinventing the we're not doing anything different. It's identical to the process today. Meaning you have a sales contract, you have all the negotiations, the inspections, all the things that you have to do between contract to close. The financing piece, of course, there's a difference, like you pointed out, Carrie Ann. Like 
because you know we are saying buyer premiums are financeable and you just got to deal with it but otherwise it's identical meaning when we talk about auction what we're saying is the process of matching a buyer to seller in other words we are finished when we issue a sale contract or in Nashville's case it's going to be a binding letter of intent and we could get into some of the reasons why because of the various forms and who owns them who won't let us use them but <laughs> let's leave that aside we issue a binding letter of intent to all parties saying hey congratulations mr buyer congratulations miss seller you have now we have now matched you that is ultimately what i think the value of an auction platform in real estate is things change 10 20 30 years from now possibly are we building on that no we and we have no interest in that 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 process has been really well worked out it works fine and other companies other innovators will come along to try and modify that our intent is just matching buyer and seller because the current process like i mentioned was the most transparent best way of doing things in 1930 it is not anymore what we're proposing we think is the best way so i think when it comes down to it what we'll find is listing agents the few select sellers and again this could be early adopters i totally get it most agents aren't going to want to deal with this that's totally fine we're not condemning you we don't hate you we love you we we think you'll eventually come to this because it's easier it's more transparent it's more efficient and and i think this is ultimately the way we're all going to buy and sell things and then on top of that if the lawsuit goes away i think it's going to go we're pretty much going to be the only way to guarantee compensation left after that point and i think having that alternative is really really smart on the part of you know of your brokerage monty the fact that you're at least having this there maybe 1% 2% of your agents will actually go out and actively do this although i think in the pre-show we we're talking about the fact that we didn't really address this in depth right now but the fact that as a as a real estate agent i can go out and now start legitimately without lying without making anything up i'm a full service agent i'm going to do all of it all of that you need as a seller and i have a way for you to pay 0%. if that's not an advantage in the in, in listing presentation i don't know what totally possibly agree. could i yeah. totally agree if i were an agent so, i would be taking that and running with it i th- i totally yeah. agree and i think that the best so, defense is a better yeah. offense rob and i think having this kind of an option is an offensive move to be ready to move rather than wait until we have to do something different let's go ahead and get familiar right. with it on the front end and hope it doesn't change as dra- dramatically as it, it may it may happen but in the meantime we have we have now something special to get people's attention and a conversation piece certainly right. yeah so again let's right. um inspections are back to being cool um and people are doing those mm-hmm. can i get that on this yeah. can i can i my buyer still get an inspection on you know okay you ask some of the questions that our agents asked on the podcast and mm-hmm. i i love that because I'm thinking about it and I'm like, well, the simplest way to put this is they're the matchmaker. Once they match you, everything's the same. It's our contracts we're already familiar with, it's our processes, inspections and appraisals that we're already familiar with. I like that it's not reinventing the wheel. It's matchmaking and then once the match is made, our process is the same. 
Yeah, and the other from a fair housing, which we you know all really want to stress about. You know, it's I don't see a different this name versus that name. I don't see that this person has seven children versus two children, or the sob story and the letter. Nothing, right? It's just the the numbers are just what they are. It's very black and white. Um, and it and equals what you want or it doesn't, right? I mean, it's just a very uh, straightforward um, process, which is clean. And, and I do want to point this out because I was having a conversation with, uh, like I've mentioned, we're looking exploring California and the agent really loved this piece of what we're doing. Fair housing is a real issue in the industry right now. I mean, as, as you guys probably are familiar, just a couple of years ago, we had this giant expose in New York Newsday, Long Island, you know, where... They discovered a lot of real estate agents violating fair housing, mm. right? By steering black clients, you know, into one neighborhood and white clients to another neighborhood. And we know, like the 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 buyer love letters that has come under some some scrutiny now for fair housing violations because yeah, there's something to be said for like, look, we love your house, we would really like to buy it, and look at us, we're a, a white couple with three kids. I mean, like. We know that's the, we know that the buyers and the buyer agents are not doing this out of any malicious or any race. You know what I mean? We know that, and yet the perception could exist on our platform. You don't. It's anonymous bidding. The the consumer, the buyer. Sure, we know who the buyer agent is, but the buyer's identity is completely hidden until the match is made. Once we have a, a match, then yes, of course, here's the buyer, right? And do you care that the buyer's name is Mustafa? No. You should not. Yeah, but how about, what about if... Here's the buyer being the buyer. Sure, what about, let's talk about, do we care that it's cash? I assume there's a box where I check cash versus Mm -hmm. finance, right? right? Um, That's right. And so... there's an extra value given to that. Okay. On the kind right. on the yeah. form. I mean, between you and me, I don't think cash is anything that's, well, that's ready because, to write home about. Yeah, but, but everybody hey. uses you for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why that is. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. It's okay. I'm a little scary looking. I don't know. So, but if they do do the finance piece, um, are you requiring them to upload a letter of some sort within your system? Or how does that work to even confirm that be- even though I push that button, that that button is actually a, a truthful mm-hmm. statement? So I'm going to give you a two-part answer. Right, one part is right now we are not. We don't because remember, in order to bid, you have to be represented by a buyer agent. Okay. And I don't know any buyer agents these days who would bother going to that far without verifying that their client is in fact pre-approved. Right. So that's one thing. Okay. Second piece, second part of that answer is, <laughs> and something maybe you know you could help me with, Carrie, but. Uh, we've been looking for mortgage lenders who have data APIs. Because mm-hmm. boy, it would be so nice if we could say, hey, we don't have to disclose the name or the identity of the buyer, but we obviously when they register, like we know. Sure. Could we get like a data feed from a lender saying, yes, this person is you know pre-approved up to five fifty. Mm-hmm. Right. We don't have to disclose any of it, but then when that buyer agent goes and makes a bid on part of that on behalf of the buyer we know oh you know what you're about to bid 575 that's over the pre-approved amount mm-hmm. you might want to go back and see what you can do about similar it, to right? what happened when ribbon was in town mm-hmm. right they mm-hmm. would ask for that letter and they wouldn't allow for that mm-hmm. price to to go over because of that number mm-hmm. but at the end of the day i mean it's just a piece of paper mm-hmm. so you, people sadly can rewrite that piece of paper all day you know, up, down, left, right, just to kind of move in a forward direction, which is kind of sad because there is always an out and I feel like that needs to be changed, but that's a different topic for a different day. (laughs) I I like uh, 
Chrissy's uh, overview, though. It's just a, a matchmaking. And then we're still going to have the, the challenges that might follow that match. You know, it, it still has That's to get right. to the mm-hmm. finish line, but it's a transparent matchmaking. So how long right. do I have to, to find my match? You, de- you determine that. the listing agent and the seller, correct. Okay. And I think the strategy, the different different sellers, different agents are going to pursue different strategies, right? Some might say, you know what? I'm not, I just want to explore the market, really see. So let's do like a 60-day auction. Oh. Yeah, sure, if that's what you want. <laughs> Here's the thing. If I'm a bidder, if I'm a serious buyer, I'm not coming in and placing a bid on day three no. <laughs> when I know the auction won't be over for another 53 days, mm-hmm. right, right? Right. So I think... Again, I've done a bunch of research around this. Based on what my research is, the ideal seems to be doing something between a three to seven day auction, right? With a longer pre-auction marketing period, right? Correct. So again, keep in mind, we're the MLS. We don't have rules like clear cooperation policy, coming soon rules. We don't have any mm-hmm. of those things. It's your decision as the listing agent, talking with your with your client. What is the best marketing strategy for you? In fact, I think we're about to implement a new feature that could go where the auction could be as short as, I believe it's four hours. Oh, well. So if you really want to do a same-day auction, you know what, everybody? We're going to list it today. We're going to hold an auction 10 days from now, and it's going to be a four-hour window. So score the house, get all your ducks in a row, get your pre-approval, get your uh, everything ready, and we're going to go fast and furious. We don't dictate that. That's up to the listing agent and the seller after discussion, what do you want to do, right? And if at the end of that four-hour period, you didn't hit reserve, guess what? You don't have to sell. You could go back, talk it over the strategy again. <laughs> hey, you know, next time, let's do a three-day auction. You know, maybe that's a little bit better. Whatever you guys want. The flexibility so is interesting, though, because then you can accommodate your seller if they really want that four hours. You can mm-hmm. say, all right. <laughs> yeah, or it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. They can always just go back just to the, the uh, conventional route and sell it through MLS mm-hmm. and yeah. change the price if they need right. to or whatever. Well, I, it, it empowers, I think, both sides. And the home is still on right. MLS mm-hmm. currently. Mm-hmm. Right. Always. As we're mm-hmm. navigating right. through this auction site, it's still listed. Yeah. You know, so technically they can have bids going on and get offers over here. Right. Two lanes. That's right. Okay. That's right. That's right. And in fact, we're pretty open about that too. Like if if you're if you're on DPX and you say to, you know, buyer agents, "Hey, listen, if you want to bid on this, if you want to make an offer, go through through the, you know, Decenter PX." But you know what? You some agent says, "I'm not dealing with that. It's auction, it's weird. Here's a <laughs> traditional classic offer and it's a really good one." You know, as a listing agent, as we know, you have, you're legally and ethically bound to br- present that offer to your client. Mm-hmm. Present the offer. Clients say, boy, that's a really good offer. Let's take it. My take is, go ahead and take that offer. Mm-hmm. Right? We want you to do what's in your client's best interest. All that we ask is, please just come back and tell us what you accepted mm-hmm. so we can update the data. That, mm-hmm. That's it. We're, do you know what I mean? Now, yeah. you do it that way, the client should recognize they're going to pay a commission because... The whole commission waiver zero percent thing is only if you do it through us mm-hmm. because we have the buyer premium model. Mm-hmm. Real tracks doesn't have that. So as long as the client is aware of all this and says, right. Yeah, it's still a really good offer. I'm gonna take that offer. Cool. Mm-hmm. We're happy for you. Congratulations. Please just come back and tell us what that what those numbers were, what those terms were, so we can update the data. 
that's literally it. So, Rob, this sounds amazing, and I I think it's really exciting if all of it adds up. So I'm double-checking. I've been texting back and forth with uh, Fanny right now trying to work through some things because we also have QM rules and compliance ease rules, so we have to kind of navigate through all of that. So I'm double-checking on some other things. But um, my question is, I know to build a site as grand and as fabulous as yours costs a little bit of money. So how do you get paid? Great question. So we get, that's a great question. So our business model is we take a uh, platform fee from both sides of 25 basis points. So that's 0.25%. So total of 0.5. What that means, I guess, for the agents involved is in reality, when we pay you through our platform, you'll be getting two and a quarter instead of two and a half or whatever the prevailing rates are. I think when we spoke, Mati, you said the prevailing commission in Nashville Metro is around 5%. So it'll be that. Having said that, we start high because that number can go as low as five basis points based upon basically usage of the site. The more you use the center to do transactions, more reward tokens you will earn and more tokens you have, more of a discount you get. So incentivized by using your platform. That's right. Um, And since those tokens also result in votes on the MLS rules itself, because we don't have a board of directors that promulgate rules, it's the members themselves who do it. Uh, Again, technology exists to enable this. We don't need to be stuck with, you know, ancient governance uh, models. Um, It starts off at that, you know, 0.25. My hope is that eventually every agent on our platform will be paying the 0.05 basis points, which is... I mean, come that's on, guys. Nothing. Yeah, that's, that's nothing. <laughs> we got to keep the lights on. Yeah, that's it's nothing. nothing. Yeah. And by the way, the site is entirely free to join, entirely free to use. And sure, you do have to pay at, you know, when you have a commission check in hand. I mean, that's that seems like a pretty That's the only time deal. you pay. Christy, I know you had some questions. Do we feel like I, I want to okay. always look from the perspective of somebody just sitting down here watching the first time? Do you, yeah. do you feel um, that that's been conveyed or are there some questions you want to make sure you hit on? Uh, you don't want to say great, great questions, by the way. <laughs> I'm always yeah. trying to think of the, the end user there. Seriously. I'm looking at my list here and thinking, okay, Carrie Ann asked that. We're good. We're good. We went through most of the list, actually. <laughs> um, no, I, you know, one of the things I like the best is that obviously the transparency of it. Um, I like that, you know, we have people coming on at the forefront of it. So our feedback is valuable. Um, the tokens thing, that makes sense right. to me because of yep. course you want feedback from those who are using the system the most. Mm-hmm. So I think that's very cool that, uh, you know, your voice is heard as someone using the platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's, like I said, just a learning curve to it like anything else. But mm-hmm. I think I think with the proper presentation of this, consumers will see the win-win of either side of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and for agents, why would you not want another feather in your cap and that ability to say, hey, I can do something that maybe someone else can't differentiate yourself from the crowd? That's, right. that's going to be huge, I think, for those yeah. who take advantage of it. Yeah, for sure. Yes, and I'm texting away. I'm getting to the bottom of it all to make sure that we, we <laughs> got right. to the end result there. Because, you know, the struggle that even if um, the agencies allow, that's one part of it, right? That's one part of it. But there are Tennessee laws 
um, that we have to follow from a, a fee cost fee standpoint. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we struggle with even the mortgage insurance. When the mortgage insurance is too high, even though this makes complete sense and the payment is so much lower and it's mm-hmm. a huge win, we're told we can't move in a forward direction. And so that's what we want to double check mm-hmm. too. So this is a huge win. If not, and you can only finance part of it, could you break up part of it being financed and the other part being cash? Or is it a full finance? Well, sure. Yeah, You can pay for the whole thing no, in cash sure, if you want because- to. Yeah, I mean, again, we we're simply saying that auction premiums can be financed. You don't have to. But could you, you break it up? Pocket? Could part of it be financed in and part not? I don't see. I don't see any reason why it couldn't. Be. Okay. But that would be a real interesting scenario. I would love to know. But again, based on my reading of the rules, my reading of the laws, I don't see any reason. You know, I only want to finance five thousand dollars of the twenty-five. I'd rather just pay the other twenty out of pocket mm-hmm. because if I finance, I have to pay interest on it. I don't really want to pay interest on a fee. Mm-hmm. That is a perfectly reasonable approach for a buyer to do. Yeah. And, you know, some of the loans that we talk about, it's not for every household, right? And so this may not be for every, yeah. you know, buyer either um, and or right. uh, seller, right? And so I do find that there is an audience for, for everyone mm-hmm. um, and just kind of working towards finding finding that uh, that it'll be a win, you know, for, for our future, you know, real estate agents. And I think any tool is a win, don't you think? Yes. Well, I think it empowers, you know, People do business with they, who they know, like, and trust, and that part of that trust development is the feeling that somebody has authority or has experience, has an understanding, and part of that equation is what tools do they have there in their tool, ba- uh, tool bag there that will you know show them that they're different than the other eighteen thousand realtors in Middle Tennessee, you know. So I just I just think this is a win 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 to also just the confidence. One of the reasons I'm excited about this, Rob, is. This gives me confidence that should there be a big shift because of the lawsuit, that our agents are going to be equipped for that for that shift, okay, for that change, for that meteorite, however you want to describe that, okay, that they're going to be equipped. And that's my job as the broker is to make sure our family of, of professionals is equipped for whatever that, mor- that market looks like. That's why Carrie Ann, other than I love her as a person, but that's why she's part of this family here of professionals. Mm-hmm. You know, this who we recommend is because she's always got that mindset as well. How can I get this round ball through this square? You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. whatever the need is, right. you know, it's, it's being able to shift in today's market, today's world. We don't know what tomorrow's going to look like. So that's you right. better be, a, I mean, you better have as many tools in your tool belt as you possibly can to differentiate you. Why does somebody want to use you? Because you've just shared with them, another wow factor that's different nobody else has shared with them that they could do right and i think that piece right there is a win so thank you rob for for sharing today oh you're so welcome i i do want to mention one last thing because this came up in a conversation with an agent uh, a couple weeks ago which is one of the things that dpx does allow you to do in a declining market where the market is shifting downward Mm -hmm. which is what we're living through right now is it really lets you, I don't want to say avoid, avoid is the wrong word because you can't avoid it, but it lets you think about the price reduction conversation in an entirely new way, right? So as we know, no agent I've ever met, I've ever dealt with, likes to have the price reduction conversation <laughs> with a seller mm-hmm. because oftentimes, and you know this, Monty, you know this, Chris, you know this, Jerry, and I mm-hmm. mean, oftentimes the client just thinks, well, you're talking to me about price reduction because you're incompetent. Or because you have some ulterior motive. You just want to sell fast and mm-hmm. you can't market my home effectively enough. Mm-hmm. With what we're presenting, you could literally go to a client at the end of the auction and say, listen, we got 30 bids. 
right? We have 2,500 views on Zillow. We got 30 bids. This is the market. This isn't me telling you to do a price reduction mm-hmm. because I'm mm-hmm. trying to take advantage of you. Because uh, you know what I mean? It it just allows talk about sort of maintenance of that trust. Mm-hmm. You know, where you're not just going and saying, "Hey, you you just really need to a ten thousand dollar price reduction." Why? Well, because your home was overpriced. Well, why is that? Do you know what I mean? Like you just yeah, it takes all totally that totally different. Yeah, totally. I get that. I I love that part. And I right, and I do think that is something that more and more agents will find again. The few who try, the early adopters, mm-hmm. the first time I think they have that conversation with a seller and the seller goes, yeah, that makes sense. Let's just take the high bid now. I think that's a game changer. And I think I can't wait for that to happen. Mm-hmm. And I would like, hopefully you guys will have them on this podcast. talk about the experience. I would love to talk to mm-hmm. my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, what was that like? Because it is such a game changer for the client relationship, for the the trust relationship. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just think it's a better way what it comes down to totally agree totally agree rob how, how can we make sure people know how to get into dpx how to, you know how do they find you guys can you share that sure. with us sure so a couple things number one we are a very young startup company so we're live right now in phoenix arizona we will be going live in nashville uh tennessee very shortly within i would say a couple of weeks um but if you go to jointhecenterpx.com if you're an agent and you're not in nashville You'll you'll find more information and a place to just kind of tell us where you're from, and then we will let you know the minute we launch into your market. Uh, and how do you, you spell are that? I'm sorry. How do you spell that? <laughs> join the center PX, and the D center is D E C E N T R E P X dot com. Just think of it as decent real estate <laughs> PX. <laughs> Uh, it's that. the British spelling of mm-hmm. decenter uh, because we are trying to decentralize things. Perfect. Um, I'm also on Twitter at at Rob Han, so at Rob Han, R-O-B-H-A-H-N. And I have a Substack. You could Google Notorious Rob and you'll probably find me there. <laughs> and I'll probably start talking more about Decenter and DPX. And then finally, if you just want to know, like DecenterPX.com is live. It's open. Come in. Check it out. Um, like I said, even if we're not live in your market, you come in and check out all the listings, all the things that are happening. There's FAQs there that answers a lot of questions. You can read our rules and policies, which, like I mentioned, we have very few, and they're like <laughs> 10 pages. Uh, and we're just not in the business of telling brokers and agents how to run their business. That is not what we think the MLS should be doing. Very good. And, and let me just share real quickly, for those of you that aren't a follower yet of Rob Hahn, Regardless of whether you get involved in DPX or not, I do highly recommend, highly recommend that you start following this gentleman and just considering his perspective of some really critical topics for our future. I just highly recommend. Uh, and Rob, thank you for spending so much time educating and 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 thank and please uh, tell Sonny thank you for proofreading all the efforts that you're putting in out there for us so that they're really awesome uh, pieces of, of work. You know, I just really look forward to every everyone you send out. Awesome. Thank you so much, Monty. Again, you're so kind. And Carrie, thank you for all your questions. You had like the best questions. <laughs> you know, know me. Also, but Absolutely. Man, today, I'm this, it's such great questions. There you and, go. Uh, thank you all again for the opportunity. Well, we look forward to continuing our talks and doing lots of business together in the near future. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Come back next week to the talk of Music City Real Estate.